This episode has been brought to you by Project Ikute Torah, where we are here to help you learn, live, and love Torah Or and Lakute Torah. To learn more about us, visit projectikutetorah.org. The sitra we're learning this week is a sitra of Shabbos Parshas Mishpatim Tavshin on Beis, very, very special sitra. It is the sitra which the Rebbe explains how we we are starting to see already signs of the Gula and the effects that Moshiach is having on this world. More specifically, the Rebbe speaks a lot about how a passage that describes when Moshiach is going to come. All weapons and arms are going to be transformed into tools that can be used for more civilized matters. And the Rebbe shows how these are things that are starting to happen already as a beginning to the populois, to the achievements of Moshiach. The Rebbe is also going to explain how this is all connected to Parshish Mishpatim and a number of other things related to the time of the year, etc., etc. The Sikha can be found in Sefer Asitas Tafshimu Beis, Chalik Beis, page 362. And the Rebbe starts off by saying, It is known that all things that happen in the world are by Gokhapratis, and it has a limud, a lesson, and a hirah in the avoid of the person to the Ebster. Especially when we speak about very, very general and very main things that are connected to very powerful and great and important countries in the world, places where most of the Yidin are found in the time of Golis, places that had impact on the whole world, on the leadership of the whole world, if things are happening in such major places and such major events, then surely the lesson that we could learn from these things are also regarding some very, very major things in our avoided to Asha. In a similar way, says the Rebbe, is regarding the things that have been going on these past few days. Number one, the Rebbe refers to something that had occurred Erev Shabbos. What had occurred Erev Shabbos? What happened Erev Shabbos? Many of the leaders of big and great countries of the world, including and headed by the leaders of the two superpowers, referring to America and Russia, have decided and declared about a new tkufa, about a new era, in regards to the relationship of the various different countries of the world, and working on minimizing and cutting back on all sorts of wars between the countries of the world, and this is practically also going to be expressed in cutting back on weapons and munition, and furthermore, bringing about peace and unity, working in harmony, working together, all of the countries of the world for the benefit of all of humanity. The Nebuchadnezzar says just before this particular announcement that happened on Friday on Erev Shabbos, Sobarjgachoprotis, a bit before that, the Rebbe explains that on Tuesday night, going into Wednesday, which is already considered NF Shabbos in a sense, so the president of this country made his announcement or his speech to State of the Union address, as it's referred to, in which he announced everything that he is doing in cutting back ammunition and utilizing the money that won't be spent for all of the arms in order to add to economical things of the country, and the Rebbe says this was an announcement that was also accepted by and confirmed 
by the House of Representatives, in which the laws of the country are made, which the laws of the country also have validity according to Torah. As we know, Dino de Malfusa Dino, the Dino of the government, when the government makes a law, it's considered a law according to Torah as well. Therefore, the Rebbe says, we need to think about what is the lesson that we could learn from all of this, and also taking into consideration the particulars of the incident, both the time where it happened as well as the place where it happened, also including the time of Torah, meaning the Parsha Sashavua, as all of this will be explained later. So the Rebbe starts off, Steve Bays, by explaining that the lesson we could learn from all of this is in something very major and very important in all of our avoider, the avoider of all B'nai Yisrael, as the Alter Rebbe puts it, Ma'aseinu v'avoider seinu calls man meshachagolos, really, about all of our avoider of what we're doing in Golos, which is l'hamvili waysa Mashiach, all about bringing Mashiach. How is this connected to Mashiach? So the Rebbe explains that one of the promises that we are told about the in connection to how the Goyim are going to be conducting themselves, the Pasuk says, they are going to crush or beat their swords and turn them into plowshares, and they're going to take their spears and turn it in to pruning hooks. No longer shall any nation lift up a sword against another nation, and they will not learn any war anymore. They won't be involved and practice war anymore. Furthermore, this set of Goyim are going to stop with war is going to come through the achievement of Melech HaMashiach himself. This is going to be because of what Mashiach does. How do we see this? So in the beginning of that same Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Vishofar ben Agoyim is going to judge the nations, and rebuke the nations. And the Mepharshim explained that when it says he will judge, who is this referring to? This is referring to Mashiach. He will be a master over the nations. He is going to rebuke them. And anybody that has any corruption inside of them, he will tell them that they need to fix it up. And therefore, there will not be any war between nation and nation because he will make peace amongst all of them and there will be no need for any arms and ammunition. And therefore, they will take all of these arms and transform them for tools for agriculture. As the pastor goes on to say, because because what's going to happen at the end of days, the mountain of Hashem, the house of Hashem on the mountain, the base of Migdosh, will be established, all the Goyim will be streaming to it, the whole Huamim Rabbim and all the nations are going to come along and say, let us go up to the mountain of Hashem, to the house of the God of Yaakov, He will teach us His ways, and we will go in His past, and the Pasuk finishes off with those famous words, coming out from Tzioin and the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim. When it says, who is going to teach us? This refers to Melech HaMashiach, the same one who the Pasuk said about Vishafah that he will judge. So from all of this we see that the Psukim are speaking about that the reason there will be no more war is because of what Mashiach is going to achieve in the peace, among, in the, in the peace amongst the nations and in the world. Since we see that these days the heads of the countries, the leaders of the countries, are announcing and publicizing 
regarding cutting back and nullifying all sorts of weapons and arms, and instead adding in matters that are for the benefit of the country and for the economy of the whole world, which is basically the promise of a beating the swords into plowshares, breaking and destroying, getting rid of matters of war, and instead using it for tools for agriculture. As the Postic says, In other words, that when we speak about plowshares, it really refers to all things that are going to benefit the parnosa of men. Therefore, this is a clear symbol, this is a clear sign on the beginning of the fulfillment of this promise, which is going to be, of course, fulfilled completely. To clarify this a bit more, since we are standing right now at the highest point of Bias Mashiach Tzedkeinu, we're holding right at the time when Mashiach is about to come. He but here comes Mashiach. This is why we could already start seeing the effect of Moshiach on the nations. As the Pasuk says, Veshafat Beinagoyim, that he's going to judge the nations, rebuke the nations, and therefore they'll beat their swords into plowshares. By Hashem causing these officers and ministers and kings of, of the nations. As the Pasuk says, Lachim Hashem, Hashem causes them to announce Vechitzuk Arboi and therefore this is the true reason why they are announcing and making these declarations now is because this time has a specific connection to the Since this time is so strongly connected to the Gula, as we will soon discuss more of the Sikhah, this is the true and real reason why the Goyim too are coming to this understanding that they need to put an end and a stop to war. The Rebbe explains in the city of Tad to all of this, we said before that everything that's happening in the world is as a result of what Mashiach Tzitkenu is doing, but we could see this even clearer when we look at the details, the time and the place where this all took place, where these announcements and decisions of the leaders of these countries took place, when they announced that Vechitzu Charmoisolitu. And the Rebbe has a careful look and both the place and the time. So first of all, the Rebbe says the place. Where exactly was this announcement made and these decisions made? So the Rebbe is referring over here to the United Nations. The Rebbe says there's a special place in which there is represented on a regular basis representatives from the whole world so that they could come together and discuss in peaceful ways matters pertaining to peace of the whole world. Well, where is this United Nations? Where is this building? It's in this country and in this city. Refer to the United States and New York, which is the country and the city where Beis Rabbeinu Shepherd Bavel is located. Referring, of course, to 770, the house of our Rebbe in Bavel, also known as Beis Chayenu, the light, the house of our life. The Shul, the Beis Medrash, the place of Torah, Tfilet, the Milos Chasadim, of Kvoit Kedushas Moyri Vilchami and Mordesidir the place that he had chosen and set for the central place where Torah will come out, spreading of Torah and Chassidus to the whole world until Mashiach comes. As we know, Mashiach's coming is dependent on Chassidus being spread to the whole world, which is then, of course, there will be the complete fulfillment of the promise of the Chitzu Karbo So the Rebbe explains what that all means. 
when the Nosi of Eredur came to this part of the world, to the lower part of the world, to the lower hemisphere, and set his place in this country and in this city. This is when the main refinement of this part of the world started taking place, that also in the lower part of the world, where the Gili of Matantaita did not reach, because the Gili of Matantaita was mainly in the upper part of the world, the part where it's Yisroel is, etc. So now, when the Nosi Adore came, he started working on refining and elevating this part of the world as well. Furthermore, not only is this part of the world also being refined, but it actually became the source from where the main spreading of Torah and Yiddishkeit and Chassidus was being spread to the whole world through the Shluchim that the Rebbe has sent all over the world, also to the upper part of the world, and all the way to the furthest corners of the world in order to spread Torah and Yiddishkeit amongst all the Yidden, including those that are living amongst the Goyim and therefore speaking their language and in an external way perhaps even acting like the Goyim, and yet he's sending Shluchim to influence them as well. And furthermore, also spreading all matters of good and justice and righteousness even amongst the nations of the world through fulfilling the seven mitzvahs. And this is specifically emphasized in the most recent years, the closer we are getting to the time of Mashiach at Kainu, which we know, as the Pasuk says, all languages, all people, will be turned over, turned around, to all call out in the name of Hashem and to serve Hashem together. In the most recent time, specifically starting from Tavshin Nun Shnas Nisim, continuing into the Tavshin Nun Aleph, the year with the Rosh Hashanah and the Floy Sarenu, and continuing into the Tavshin Nun Beis and the Floy's Bakkoil, all of these activities had reached its pink by the breach and breaking down of the borders of Medina, i.e. that country, which is where the Rebbe refers to Russia, that in its time, in its prime time, so to speak, what it had announced was sort of its motto was a war against Torah Yiddishkeit, a war against the Creator himself, against the Abishter, including the fact that they went ahead and arrested the Free Rebbe, and then eventually, because of that, the Free Rebbe coming out of Russia. And nevertheless, even while all of these Xeris were going on in Russia, there was still the Shluchim of the Nasi Ador spreading Torah, spreading Yiddishkeit in a secret way and in a way of Mesidas Nefesh. Until finally, in the most recent times, when the Xeris Amalfas or all of the decrees of that government were nullified, and finally, it became possible to continue spreading Torah and Yiddishkeit in even a greater measure, in a publicized way, in an open way, and finally, the previous regime completely falling down, and now finally having a new government which announced that it's going to be acting in a way of tzedek and yosher, justice, or righteousness, and peace based on the belief on the creator of the world, on the Abishter. And in continuation to all of these things, we now add on Erev Shabbos this meeting between the new leader, the new president of that country and the leader of this country, with the participation of many other leaders of great countries in the world, in which this major decision was taken to cut back on arms, or as the wording of the apostles that we said before, and therefore the Rebbe sees a tremendous connection now between these two things. Says the Rebbe, we could say that the fact that this meeting took place, and this announcement took place, in the city of the Nosi Hadoir, 
Kvoyish Kedushas Moyi Vichom Yadvor. It was Davke in this city where all these leaders from the various different countries got together, including the president of this country that had to come from the capital city, come to this city, and this is where he had to make these decisions and announce you. Videbis says that all of this is intent. Why was Adapt in the place of the Nasi Adoy? It's coming to show that the real reason why all of these resolutions are happening is coming as a result of what the Nasi Adoy has been doing. The effects of Hafatzas Atoyda spreading Toyda and Yiddishkeit, justice and righteousness in the whole world, which are happening through the Nasi of our doors, through the Moshiach of our door, and that finally, by the completion of the Avoidu and all of these above-mentioned things that we're finishing off right now, now the world is ready also for the beginning of these achievements of Melech of Moshiach. As the Postic says, Bishofad Ben Agoyim, that he will judge the nations, rebuke the nations, and finally, they will turn their swords into plowshares. Just before we go further with the Sikhat, there's a few very, very beautiful footnotes over here, a few very nice Ha'orwis, which the Rebbe clarifies some more points in the connection between the fact that the United Nations and that these resolutions are taking place in New York. So to start with, number 24. And inside the sequel, we just learned that the United Nations is not in the capital city. Rather, the president of this country had to come to New York. So the Rebbe says in order 24, even though the simple reason why the United Nations is not in the capital city is because they specifically wanted that there will be a place that's not the capital city of any particular country. This should be the place where representatives from all countries are. But then it says the real reason why you were set over here is because New York is really the capital city. The capital city of who? Of the real Melech. As the Gemara says, who is considered Malchi? Who is considered the king? The Rabbonon? The Chachomim? And in our case, of course, Kuwait, Kedusha, Swayi, to see that because this is the city, the place of the Nasi Andoir, this is the real reason why the United Nations is here. And as the Rambic goes on in the footnotes afterwards to discuss, as we'll see in a minute, that the timing of when the United Nations was made is in very close proximity to the time that the three Rebbe came to America, and also the time the Rebbe came to America, as we will see shortly. But before that, in our 25, speaking about the idea that we just quoted inside when the Rebbe said, the nasty of our door has been doing all of these polis, the Rebbe immediately also added the Mashiach of the Doyer. So the Rebbe explains in Aura 25 that generally the Nazi Doyer is the Mashiach of the Doyer. And the Rebbe says we see this even more when speaking about the names of the free Dikarenda. It's hinted in both of his names. The name Yosef is a Pasuk related to Mashiach and to the Gogula. As in the Pasuk Yosef Hashem Shainis Yodid, the Abish does once again, again, again going to stretch out his hand and gather the dispersed of, of the Yidl. And the name Yitzchak also to do with the Gula, as in the Pasuk, Yitzchak, the word of laughter and happiness, which is going to be mainly when Moshiach comes. In footnote number 26, the Rebbe explains that this particular place that was set specifically for making peace amongst the nations in unity, which are the United Nations, so the Rebbe says it was specifically established 
in the lower part of the world, in Chatz, in in America, very soon after the Nasi Adur came to America. And the Rebbe goes through a number of dates or times. First of all, the Rebbe says, the decision was made during the war, approximately in Tufshin Bays, um, which is 1941 or 42. So this is soon after the three the Rebbe came to America and also even closer to the time after the Rebbe came to America. Mainly at the end of the war in Tufshin Hay. And then the Rebbe says it was established to be in the city of the Nasi Andoir and the special building that was built in the year Tufshin Yud Aleph, which again, once again, we see the close proximity to the times both of Yud Shvat of the pre-Dikarebbe Zistalpus and the Rebbe accepting the Nasiyas, in which all this all emphasizes the idea that really all of this after the unity and peace amongst the nations is all as a result of the pull of the Nasi Adoid in refining the world by spreading Torah, Yiddishkeit, justice, and righteousness in the whole world. And the more the world is being refined through the Nasi Adoid, the more this organization or the United Nations becomes more established. The idea to bring more peace and unity in the world until finally there will, there will be the complete refinement and elevation of the world when the fulfillment of the promise will be made. But Chitzuk, our bodies them to be the sword and the plowshares, plowshares. And this is really the basis of the foundation of this whole organization of the United Nations. And the Rebbe points out in a in the star all the way in the bottom of the page that in fact this posik with Chitzuk, our bodies them, this posik of Yeshaya is actually specifically um, presented on the wall by the United Nations, the famous wall that has in English this postic of a chitzukarboisulitim, I believe it's called the Isaiah wall. So this is all regarding the place where these resolutions were taking place. We see right away that the United Nations is closely connected to the whole idea of being in the place of the Nosi Adoir, etc. Now that ever goes ahead, and explains the connection to the time where it will happen, where once again we're going to see that it's all connected to the Gula and to the Nasi Adoir. Says the Rebbe, continuing inside the Sikha now, also the time where this all took place within the last period itself is also a very opportune and special time in connection to the Gula because of a number of things. Number one, says the Rebbe, if we look at the day of the week when it all took place, we said it was Friday, it was on Erev Shabbos. What does Erev Shabbos mean? Shabbos, we know, is Yoim Shekuloi Shabbos or Manucha Elam. Shabbos is similar to and a reminder of and a miniature of the time of the goal of the time when it's going to be one big Shabbos. So what is Erev Shabbos? We're standing at the time of preparing for this Shabbos. Furthermore, the Gemara says that what is the idea of why it's called Yoim Shekuloi Shabbos? It's going to be the time when Shabbos also means getting rid of, destroying, getting rid of all harmful things in the world. That's what's going to be where Shia comes. We won't have any harmful things, including all of this ammunition. Furthermore, this is not restricted just to the time of the Gula. Just like Shabbos, we know there's a concept I'm adding a little bit. Before Shabbos, from the weekday into Shabbos, as the Gemara says, similar to a wolf that devours both in front of him and behind him in a similar way. You take from the time of the weekday and you include it in the Kedusha of Shabbos. 
So already, even before Shabbos, in other words, even before the Gula on Erev Shabbos, we already have a preparation to this idea of getting rid of all harmful things in this context, and in this case, getting rid of arms and ammunition. That's point number one. Point number two, it took place, as we said, Chof Vav Shvat. The Rebbe explains, what's the idea of Chof Vav? So we all know that Chof Vav 26 is the gematria of Shem Havayah. What is Shem Havaya? Havaya is the name of Hashem, which means Mahavad that the Egyptian is constantly creating the world. Here, right away, once again, we have a hint to the time of Moshiach. The time when it will be noticeable in the whole creation, how the Egyptian is creating the world, and specifically coming from Shem Havaya, how we're going to see clearly that which is higher than nature, and how Hashem is creating the world, their level of Elikus that's creating the world, as the Pasuk says, that the glory of Hashem will be revealed and the whole world will see that it's the words of Hashem, that it's Hashem that has spoken, that Hashem is the one creating the world. If that's the case, worse, everyone clearly sees Hashem. Obviously, there is no room anymore for any harmful things, similar to the ideas of weapons, as we discussed before. And the Pasuk itself says the connection why won't there be any evil? Why won't there be any destruction when Mashiach comes? So the idea of Vav of 26 of Shem Havai is once again clearly connected to the time of the Gula, to the Gilead, to the revelation of godliness, which is going to be by the Gula. And as a result of that, no harmful things. This idea that Chavov is specifically connected to Shem HaVayet and to the recognition of the world of Shem HaVayet is even more emphasized when Chavov is coming out on Friday. What happened Friday? Adam or Yishu was created, the whole purpose of the whole creation, and is through his creation, because of his creation every Friday, renewal every Friday, this brings about the renewal of creation in the whole world. So especially when we have now this idea of both Friday which is the day Adam Orishin is created, coming out of the 26th day of the month, 26th Begamatri Yashem This all represents even more this idea that what we see in Chaf Vol and on Friday is clearly the way the Abishter is renewing and creating the whole world again and again, which of course is going to be revealed when Mashiach comes. So, so far regarding the time that I've spoke about the Erev Shabbos aspect and the 26th day of the month aspect. Says the Rebbe, point number three, even more important, the Rebbe says is the special connection of the sign to the Nasi Adur, because this era of Shabbos is the last end of Shabbos in the month of Shvat, the 11th month, which the 10th day, Yud Shvat, of course, is the day of the Hilula, the culmination and completion of the Avoidal, Kavoid Kedusha, Admur, in the Tidurim. And on the 11th day of the month, Yud Aleph Shvat, became the continuation or the renewal of his Nasius in a much greater and more powerful way until finally we come to the conclusion of all of the avoid of this generation, which is the last generation of Golos, the first generation of the Gula, over the past 42 years. Of course, again, 42 going back to Yud Shvat of Tafshiyud. And the Rebbe says that these 42 years correspond to the 42 journeys that the Yidden had in the desert, the Midbar Avin, 
which after the 42 journeys were ready to go into Eretz Yisroel, in a similar way now to these 42 years, were ready to go into Eretz Yisroel, as discussed in previous Fabrengans. So therefore, again, what do we see over here? That also in the time, in the timing when all of these resolutions took place, in addition to the place that we mentioned before about New York being the place of the United Nations. So also at the time when the announcement of the took place, here again we see the special connection to the achievements of the Nasi Adoyer, the Mashiach of the Doyer, through who? That becomes the fulfillment of the promise of a So just to summarize very briefly the main point that we had in the Sikha so far, the Rebbe was explaining that some major things are going on in the world where the Goyim themselves are recognizing that we need to put a stop to war. And the embassy in the place and the time where all of this is taking place, it's very strong connection with the Gula, with Mashiach, and even more so with the Nasi Hadoyer. And be, this is because all of this is happening in the world because of the Pu'ulois, because of the achievements and the activities of the Nasi Hadoyer. The Rebbe is now going to connect all of this to Parshas Mishpatim as well. Says the Rebbe Zivdal, Vyashloimar. Sorry, Vyashlakasha. We could connect all of this with the Parshas Ashavua, Parshas Mishpatim. The post that starts all the Eila HaMishpatim Asher Tostim Lafleim, these are the laws that you should place before them. Rashi explains what does it mean, Eila and these artists is coming as a continuation and as an addition to what has been said before in Parshas Yisroi, the Aseris Adibris, of course. And we learn that just like those are directly from Sinai, so too these Mishpatim are also from Sinai. The Pazim extends, Ve'ela ha-mishpatim ha-shatasim l'flei, we should put it down before then, Rashi tells us. This comes to teach us, you need to bring, bring things in front of a Yiddish basin and not in front of Goyim, even if you know regarding a certain law. That the Goyim are going to judge it exactly the same as the Yidden. Still, you're not meant to bring it to a Goyish fort. What is Parshish Mishpatim all about? As its name implies, these are all dealing with Dinim Shabin Adam Lachaveri between man and his fellow. Things that you could understand even logically. Dvorim Amurim B'Toyra B'Mishpat. These are things, the laws that are said in the Torah, even the things that maybe that if they would have not been said, Nevertheless, we shall, still should have been doing that. To the extent, as the Gemara says, if the Torah would have not been given, we should have been learning out things like tzimius, modesty from a cat, not to steal from ants, and so on. Furthermore, the obligation to do these mitzvahs is understood not only in the seichel and the intellect of the yid, the amchacham v'novoi, the clever and smart nation, but even in the seichel, even in the intellect of always oil of the non-Jews, in fact that it's even possible, as we said, that their courts might rule exactly the same as a Yiddish court. Says the Rebbe, this is exactly why it has to say that Eila HaMishfatu to teach us that these two are from Sinai, meaning to say that even these Mishfatu, even these laws, that doing them is understood logically, and that even a Goy would understand to do that. Nevertheless, we need to do them not because our logic dictates so, but because this is the command of the Abishter. It is only that the Abishter wanted that these commands should also be understood in the cycle of the person. And this is exactly why we need to bring things to a Yiddish based in specifically and not in front of Goyim, even if they're judging, similar to the Eden, because when they are judging, 
It's coming because of safe or because of logic, but really the way it has to be is coming because the Abishter commanded us to do so. The Rebbe explains in see if hey, taking this to a much deeper level. Normally we understand, this is by way of introduction, normally we understand that when we say as we said before, it means you we do these mitzvahs, we need to understand that the Abishter is the one telling us to do them, not only because our Seichel tells us to do them. Here the Rebbe is going to come up with a much greater Chiddush. When we say that that these two are from Arsinai, the Rebbe says the Pshat is that also the reason why our Seichel, our intellect dictates to us to do these mitzvahs, the reason why our logic understands that these things are correct, this itself is also coming from Sinai, also coming because of Matan Torah. And if not for Sinai, if not for Matan Torah, our cycle would not dictate that these are the right things to do. How does this work? What does our cycle understanding something have to do with the way things are given at Matan Torah? So the Rebbe explains as follows. Torah and the mitzvah, as we understand, is the rotzvah of the Abishter, the will of the Abishter. On its own, completely, completely higher than any form of logic. The rotzvah of the Abishter is higher, even kavayochel, than the level called the Chachma of Hashem. Nevertheless, the Abishter took his rotzvah, inserting its voice, and brought it down into the Chachma, into the level of Chachma of Kedusha, and Sikh, which is Torah. And since the Torah is the blueprints for the world, with which the world is created, so then there are these certain things that also came down into human logic, and now our logic also understands that these are the things the way they make sense. And therefore the cycle of the person, and even of a God, forces us to understand in certain ways what makes sense, logically, but really what's happening is that our cycle is dictating to us to do these things because this is the Chachma of Hashem. Again, just to clarify this point. If not for Matul Torah, even our Seichel would not tell us that these are the right ways of acting. These things that we think are properly moral, socially accepted, and so on and so forth. The reason why our Seichel tells us to do this is because first it came down to the Seichel of Torah, in the level of Chachma of Hashem, and finally down to our Chachma. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the Pshat in another way, and in a deeper way, the Elam Loisif which before we understood meaning simply that these two, the Mishfotim, are also for Sinai. Says the Rebbe, now we understand the Pshat slightly different. Loisif means there's a certain addition in these mitzvahs, even over those that were directly from Sinai, which we heard in Aserah And that is, then these mishpatim came down also into the seichel of man. These are things that come down so low, so to speak, that even the seichel of the person could grasp them and understand them, seemingly even without Torah. And this exactly is the chindush of Matan Torah, of Sinai. That there's no longer that separation between el and the higher worlds and the lower worlds. Rather, the Chachma of Hashem permeates so much into the Seichel of the person that even the Tachtoinim, even the lowly creation, so to speak, even the Seichel of the person himself now leans towards what Hashem wants. At the same time, of course, you always have to constantly feel that we're doing this because of that's what the Abishnah wants of Elu Misinai. 
Says the Rebbe, the truth of the matter is, this doesn't only apply to Yid, and this is even true regarding Goyim. When they fulfill the Shem and Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach, even though they are things that make 100% sense, nevertheless, they have to do it because that's what the Abishta commanded in the Torah. But if they're just doing it because that's what's logical and rational and moral and so on, then that's not considered Hasidu Yomusoylam. That's not considered the righteous or the wise of the nations. Point being again is, that the idea that the sale of Hashem is coming down so low into this world that we understand it with our own sale and even a goy can understand it. So the Tachlis Hashem is the ultimate of all of this is going to be when Mashiach comes. When the whole world will not be occupied at anything else, he will go you. Besides for the knowledge of Hashem. As the passage says, Hashem, The world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. That means to say the knowledge of Hashem, the knowledge of Maisim Merkava, of all of these spiritual Yonim, which is really what happened in our Sinai, seeing all of the Ruchelis of the Merkava and all of that, and yet it's going to come down that the person with his own study should be able to understand this. Says it in this idea that even those things that seem like Sinai, that seem completely higher than understanding and complete godliness and so on, and yet the ultimate is that, that all of that comes down into the cycle of the person, permeates the person and his logic and so on and so forth. The Rebbe says, we could say that this is also entered in a postic at the end of the Parsha. The postic says, By Yisrael, they saw Hashem, and beneath his legs, beneath his feet, was like a sapphire brick. By they saw Hashem, Says the Rebbe Pshat in the Pasuk as follows. When they saw Hashem, they saw Hashem, this permeated their sale to such an extent this became so part and parcel of them, similar to food that becomes partly parcel of the person, which is what the Pasuk means when it says, they ate and drank, became part of their, like their flesh and blood. This happened specifically, says the Rebbe, through learning Pinimius HaToyra, where we learn the deeper parts of Toyra, of course, Hasidus, in a way that we can understand it. And Hasidus Chabad explains it, bringing that into our seichel, into our logic, we are then taking these deepest nyanam of, of Torah and it's kind of really cool and it's becoming part of us like part of our flesh and blood. Including, if it says, not only understanding it with our seichel, but also translating it into the languages even of the goyim. And the Rebbe gives over here the sicha also two hints to the idea that the Pasuk is hinting over here to the translation of matters of Elikus and Torah into the languages of the Goyim. First of all, in the Pasuk it says, Now the word Vayechazu is really a terrible and Aramaic word. It's a translation of Vayiru, which means see. So we have right away a hint over here to the idea that matters of Elikus are translated all the way to being brought down also that Goyim should be able to understand. And furthermore, the Rebbe says, the Apostle says, we quoted before, that the Sata and beneath his feet, like a Livna like a sapphire brick. See, this often explains that stones generally are a hint to the idea of oisius, of letters. Like we combine different stones and we build a house, we combine different letters and we make words and sentences and so on. But stones are made by Hashem. Then we have something similar, which is bricks, which is man made. So bricks also represent words and letters, but these are the words and letters of the languages of the Goyim. 
So leading us up here, we have again a hint to the idea of translating matters of Torah. So we take all in Yonim, Torah and Hasidus and Alikus and so on, that it should be, and translated so that it should be understood even to those Yidin that don't understand Lush and Kodesh yet, and furthermore, it should be understood even by Goyim, because they too need to uh, understand some of these basic in Yonim about Alikus because they too are commanded about not believing in Avoidu Zorah, and believing in Hashem, the creator of the world, which this all, of course, is a preparation to the time when the Abishta will make all nations call out to Hashem and serve the Abishta altogether. Based on this sedative, and now that we see that the timing when all of this took place is so closely connected to the Gula, again, just briefly to recap, we said the place was in New York, the place of the Nasi Adur, the timing where it happened was on an Erev Shabbos, which means Erev the Gula. We said it was on a Chavav on the 26th, was the Shem Havaya connected to the Gilim by the Gula. We said it's in the end of the month of Shvat, connected to the Nosi Adur. We said Parshish Mishpatim. First of all, the whole idea of Mishpatim is that the things that we understand, I'll be said, was really coming from Hashem wanting to us to understand these in Yoni. And then at the end of the Parsha, the idea that Likuts is revealed to such an extent where it becomes part and, part, part and parcel of us. And it's even brought down in languages that Goyim can understand and so on and so forth. Says the Rebbe, from all of this we can understand the special connection regarding the announcement and resolutions of the leaders of the Goyim about about cutting back on arms and trans, and transforming into agricultural tool, tools. And this is all connected to Erev Shabbos of Parshas Mishpatim. And the Rebbe explains as follows. The whole idea of which in other words is really about putting an end to war, is something really like the idea of Mishpatim. It's something really that a person should be able to understand by himself. Human logic dictates that the world should run in a moral way. The world should run in a way of righteousness and justice, in a way where there's no war, which just brings about destruction. And in fact, you would logically think that we should take all of these things and transform them to things that are more beneficial for the world. Nevertheless, even though this makes 100% sense, nevertheless, over so many generations, all we had was war and war and war between one nation and another, which brought about so much destruction to the world, which is exactly the opposite of what human logic should have dictated. So what suddenly happened? Why did that change? So we must say that the real reason why Dafka recently there's suddenly a noticeable change, a desire to finish all matters of war in the world and start a whole new era of justice and righteousness, peace and unity, and emphasizing the announcements and declarations of this era of Shabbos of the leaders is not just because that's what Seyal says, that's because of the, that's what logic dictates, like Mishpatim, because the Seyal, the logic was there previously as well. Rather, we must say, this itself is coming, as we said before, me Sinai. This itself is coming because Torah decided that now is the time for that now is the time for an end of war because we're coming to the time of the Gula. Says that based on this, we can now understand that the resolution and announcements of the leaders of the Goyuan Eru Shabbos Parshat Rishpotim about is actually 
as a result of the decision and proclamation by Malkei Rabbonu, by the true king, by the Chachomim, that he means that Melech HaMoshiach Bo, that Moshiach is about to come right now. What are we referring to? First of all, the Psak din of Kloit Kedusha Foyer Bechami Admordis Tudereinu, that we have already completed all of our actions and deeds that needed to be done at the time of Golis and that we're ready to greet Moshiach Tzizkenu. As well as the Psak din of Rabbonin, people that give Allah in Yidin, amongst Yidin, that if the time of the Gula has arrived, the Psak din der Rabbonin have signed and written that Yahweh Melech Mbez David, that we already have a king from the house of David, Bechaz Kashu Moshiach, that has the halachic chazaka status of Moshiach, and furthermore, all the way to the situation of Anezah Moshiach Mavadeh, that he's surely Moshiach, this is a psak din, this is a halachic ruling, like the idea coming directly from Sinai, but it's so much so that it even penetrated and affected also the world, to the extent that even the leaders of amongst the Goyim are deciding seemingly based on their own understanding and of their own courts, which we said before, the laws of Goyim also have validity according to Torah. So the Goyim themselves are announcing and understanding the idea of In other words, again, just to recap, the idea being is that why is it that the Goyim are deciding that it came to time for putting an end to war? This is all because the Rebbe has been telling us that the time of the Gula has come and because there are part of our path skinning already, that we have already the Melech who based over that it's time for the Gula. Says the Rebbe, that the emphasis of this connection between the announcement of the Goya to this Psakdin of Torah of Sinai, this is all mainly revealed on the day of Shabbos, the day that the Rebbe is saying the Sikha, of course, in which you have the Aliyah, the elevation of all matters of Shabbos, of that came before Shabbos including also these announcements of the Goyim, etc., which is all connected to the Kedusha of the Yoimah Shabbos. As we said before, that Shabbos also extends a bit before Shabbos. What happens on this Shabbos? We read in Torah Parshas Mishpatim, the whole of Parshas Mishpatim. We read it with the Minyan, and we make the Baracham before and after. All of this emphasizes that Mishpatim, either those things that are logically understood, really come from Sinai, so in a similar way over here, that also these announcements that the Goyim are making, let's put an end to war, based on their own logic, which seems to be like Mishpatim, like the Goyim is saying this in their own courts, but really, where is it coming from? As a result of the Psak Din of Torah, in other words, Misinai, because Torah is telling us that the time for Mashiach is now. The Rebbe is now in the continuation of the Sikha, going to show us more connection between Parshas Mishpatim and the Gula. So the Rebbe says, I see Zayin. The Yeshua Oisif, we could add, in the connection between Parshas Mishpatim to the end of Gobos and beginning of the Gula. And the Rebbe is going to show, point this out in a number of ways. First of all, the Rebbe says, when we look at the sequence of the Parshas, Parshas Mishpatim comes directly after Parshas Yisroi, which finishes off with the Dinam of the Mizbeach. Chazal tell us why did the parashas of Mishpatim of Dim come right after the parashas of the Mizbeach? It is to teach you that the Sanhedrin, the ones that are going to be ruling these Dinim, they should be sitting, their main place should be by the base of Mikdosh, next to the Mizbeach. Lishkas and so on. Of course, immediately here we have the hint to the idea of the 
for Shiva Shiftayas Kavari Shoyna that the judges Sanhedrin will be brought back in the third base Amigdosh in the Lishka Sagozis. So right over here we have the connection to the Gula once again. So too is the continuation of the parsha. What we learned on Erev Shabbos, the Pesach says, I'm going to bring you to the place that I have prepared. So Chazal tell us once again that, what does it mean, that I have prepared, that the place of the Beis Hamikdash is already noticeable because there's a place that the Abishad had prepared up above corresponding to the place down below. We know that there's a Beis Hamikdash Shalom Mechula, that's corresponding to the Beis Hamikdash Shalom So once again we have a reference in the Parsha to the whole idea of the Beis Hamikdash being ready and prepared to come down and for the Gula to come. From Parshas Mishpatim, we move on to Parshas Truma. In fact, we start reading it by Mincha of Mishpatim. What do we have in the beginning of Truma? Vaastuli Mikdash, Vishachanti, Vishoyichom, where the Eivishter commands us to make the Beis Mikdash, to make a Mishkan, to make a Mikdash, where the Eivishter is going to rest, referring to the Mishkan, to the first Beis Mikdash, and to the second Beis Mikdash, and most importantly, to the third Beis Mikdash, the Beis Mikdash that Hashem himself is the one that makes. And in between all of that, in between the end of Yitzroy, at the beginning of Trumla, we have Parshas Mishpatim, in order to emphasize that the matters of the Gula, the matters of the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi, as well as what we said before the Mizbeach and the Sanhedrin. In the middle of all of that, we have the idea of Mishpatim, telling us that really all of these things of the Gula that we just mentioned in Yisrael and Trumla are all things that even Mishpatim, even the Seichel of the person, understands already. The world is already ready to understand and to announce that the time of the Gula has come. In the next part of the Sikha, the Rebbe is now going to explain have more connections to Parshish Mishfotim to the, uh, to the end of Golas and beginning of Gula. And the Rebbe says in Vehiker, that within Parshish Mishfotim itself, there is a connection to the end of Golas and beginning of the Gula based on what it says in Torah Shabal Pen, Shnais and Gemara, that is based on Parshish Mishfotim. The details of the halachis of Parshas Mishvatim are explained in Torah Shabal Peh and Seder Nizikin. The order of Rishlai is called Nizikin. Now in Nizikin, the first three Mesatis we have is Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, and Baba Basra, which really, in a sense, they are one. Rishlai is divided into three. They are called Nizikin, and they're divided into three parts. The first one is Baba Kama, which speaks about damages, for example, an ox that gores, a pit that was made, where the fire was caused, or an animal eating other people's possessions, where if a, if a chayvel, someone that hurt, and damaged somebody else. And this covers first, why? Because a judge could not start dealing with other matters until he first removes the damages that could happen amongst people. And this is why this comes before all other laws. Then comes Baba Metziah, dealing with all sorts of claims and arguments, as well as people um, depositing and holding money and objects for other people, dinim laws of rental, of uh, borrowing and lending, workers and so on and so forth, employees. And this is similar to what happens in Parshish Rishpatin, that first we have the dinim, also of the ox and the pit and the fire, and people fighting with each other. Then in Parshish Mishpatim, we have about the four Shoyimli, the different guards. 
So just like in Parshas Mishpatim, this is the order. This is the order of Baba Kama and Baba Metziah. And then comes Baba Basra, which is mainly didn't concerning division of lands and properties, um, didn't of partners in, 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 in uh, houses, and so on and so forth. And this comes last because this is mainly not things directly from the Psukim itself. Rather, these are all more Svaroist, but don't say directly in the Torah itself. This explanation, as we just explained, the order of these three Mesechtes, originating in Parshas Mishpatu, just to mention this is all quoted from the Rambam, and then the Rebbe goes on to say that the connection between Parshas Mishpatu and these three Mesechtes is even more seen in the Zoyar. And the Zoyar says as follows, to last above Edinin, three orders or gates of laws did the Chachamim establish in the order of the Mishnah. So there's these three Bavis, these three Mesechtas. The first one dealing with our Ba, Avis, and Zikin, the four main categories of damages like Hashoyer, the ox, etc. The second one dealing with a talus that was found, a garment that was found. The third one dealing with it the dinim of partners, as well as the secrets of lost objects, the Zoyer goes on to say that it's going in the order of the Pasuk in our parasha. The Pasuk says, I'll call to our parasha regarding all sorts of crimes that happen. I'll show you al chamoir al say regarding an ox, a donkey, or a sheep. And this is an interbubba which deals with those things. The Pasuk then says, I'll salvo regarding garments. And this is an interbubba mitziah. And finally, I'll call Amenda regarding all those articles, refers to the thirst, third one of these Mesechtas. That means to say that all of these three Mesechtas of Nizdikin regarding the damages are hinted in the Pasuk al Kol Pesha of Parashas Mishpatim. Just to mention it briefly, without going into the details, in the footnotes of here, the Rebbe explains in a very interesting way more about the connection between the Pasuk and the way the Zoyar explains the connection to these three Mesechtas, uh, which we're not going to go into right now, but is a fascinating explanation in the Horus. But the Rebbe goes to continue to explain the connection of all of this to Golos and Gula and so on. So the Rebbe explains. Nizikin damages is first of all a hint to the whole idea of Golos. Nizikin, we said before, is divided into three parts. The three Bovis, corresponding to the three general Golias, the three general exiles, which in the footnote that ever clarifies the 76, referring to Golos Mitzrayim, the first one. So that's the first Golos. The second one is the Golos that comes after the first Beis Amikdash. And the third, referring to the Golos after the second Beis Amikdash. So Mizikin is referring to damages, to Golos in a Ta'atzam, which means Golos is a time where there's negative things, Mizikin. Starting with the first Golos, the first section of Golos, our ball always Mizikin which is the first problems of Golos, the damages that happen. And so too, there's the discussion about various different disputes. They failed something, this one says, I failed it, this one says, I failed it, they have to demoid it. And that is in Baba Mutsiya, that is sort of the next part of Golos. And finally, you have Baba Basra, the end of Golos. And what is Baba Basra, the third Golos, but also referring to the end of Golos, the last section of the Nazikin of the damages, so Baba Basra starts off with the following mission. Partners had decided they want to make a partition 
between their properties, within their huts or within the courtyard, each one having their own space. And the Rebbe explains it the following way. First of all, what is Sherratsui? They want it. That means with their own goodwill, no one is forcing them. As the Gemara says, this only applies if they were interested. So they discussed it in a pleasant, nice way. That they are not interested in causing harm to each other, each one peeking in into the other person's possessions. And this is what they want to do now. They want to make this mechitza between them. So this is the way Baba Basra starts off. Baba Basra, the conclusion of Baba Basra, we have what the Gemara says, Some of the ones to be wise should be learned as a monetary dinin within Torah. So here we see a concept that the Chokhmah of the Torah is so powerful and so great that it also permeates also in to the world that a person becomes smarter and clever within the world through the Chachma of which all of this brings about and negates that there shouldn't be any damages and any problems. And we'll be at the end of Golos, where finally we're going to have the beginning of the Gula, the third Gula, or the triple Gula, which transforms the three Goliaths, and so, so to the third base on English, and the triple base on English. Why triple? Because it includes the Mishkan, the first base on English, and the second base on English, transforming the destruction into a proper structure. Says the Rebbe, the Baba Basil, which we said, is like the last part of Nezikit, referred to the end of Goggles, in the Baba Basil, there's also a hint for the Gu'ulo, through Mashiach Tzadkainu, in a very famous sugya that Gemara, in which is discussed many of the promises of things that are going to happen, amongst them are the following that the Rebbe now quotes. First of all, the Gemara that says that the Abish is going to make a big sugya for the Tzadikim from the skin of, from the meat of the Riyasim. It also says that the Abish is going to make a sukkah for the Tzadikim from the skin of the Riyasim. The Gemara brings the passing the Samti Kav Koit Shu Shisayev. The Abishta is going to make the windows of the walls of Yerushalayim out of a stone called Kav Koit. And the Gemara says, What is Kav Koit? Is it Machloikis, whether it refers to a precious stone called Yoshve, Shoyam, or another opinion says Yoshve. And the Abishta says, You know what? It will be both together. It's another passing about the Gula. And Gemara about the Gula. The Gemara goes on and says, Asid HaKadosh the Abish is going to lift up Yerushalayim, three parsois. Up above, the Abish is going to lift up Yerushalayim to be very high, as the Pasuk says, V'ruhambo, V'yoshva Sachtel, that Yerushalayim will be elevated on high. And if you're going to say, well, isn't that going to make it so difficult and painful to climb up to go so high to Yerushalayim? So we have another Pasuk, Mi'eilecha of Tufena, V'chayoyim el-arubayseyem, that they are going to be flying like the clouds or like a dove flying to its nest. So do we have in the Sugya the whole part that discusses the division of Eretz Yisrael, the way it's going to be lost in glory. Says the Rebbe in test, based on all of this, the wonder and surprise becomes even stronger, together with the pain and the shock, to the extent that because of so much pain, we shouldn't even be elaborating about this on Shabbos. How is it possible that Eden are still in Golos? Ad Mosai. How is it possible that after all of these signs about coming immediately all the way to what happened at our Shabbos that even the Goyim are announcing that and yet this Shabbos we are still in Chutzlaretz 
rather than being together with all of the Eden from the whole world in our holy land, in Yerushalayim, and in the base of Mingdash, sitting around a set table, as Rashi tells us regarding Mishfatim, a table set to the, in front of the people, in which the Leviosa, the Shonabur, and the Ayin of Ashur are all there. And most importantly, how does it make sense that we didn't get the notification and the command here, the order, and the Koya, the Nasinas Koya, that we should go ahead and build the base on Mikdash as we read in the Torah by Mincha in regards to the third base on Mikdash. Says the Rebbe, in the future, for all of this, we understand the absolute necessity to add even more in all of the matters that bring close to the Gula Amitis, the Gula Bapoil, taken from Yad Mamish, and most importantly, first of all, things that are emphasized in Parshat Mishpatim itself. And the Rebbe explains. First of all, Mishpatim is about dinim, which are dealing between man and his fellow, but in a peaceful way. And surely not, chas v'shalom, things that are the opposite. We need to nullify the reason for the ghosts. And by having peace and shalom, that's the way we breathe the gula. As the Chazal say, regarding the Indian of Mishpat, regarding judgment, that through that, tzioim, Yerushalayim will be rebuilt, as the Pazak said, tzioim v'mishpatipadim. And so through adding in tzedakah, v'shalvea b'tzedakah, and gemilus chasadim. As is specifically discussed in Parashat Mishpatim, the Pazak of in Kersef, Talva, Esami, Estani, do we need to go lending money to the poor? And as the Gemara tells us that gemilus chasadim, lending money is even greater than tzedakah, as it's also explained in the famous Gemara, in the same Gemara in Baba Basra, which we said before, in the explanation of Parshas Mishpatim, discusses the Dilim of Tzedakah. And one of the most important ones of G'daylo Tzedakah, that Tzedakah is so great because it brings the Gola closer. At the post it says, Omar Hashem, Hashem, Shimru Mishpat, guard and judgment, and do Tzedakah because my salvation is close and my righteousness will be revealed. The Rebbe points out that this regarding something that's very timely, that it's customary every single year, that of this there's a Malava Malka that's made for a Gemach for a Gemilus Kasadim, and since we are meant to discuss and take care of communal matters on Shabbos, it would be a good thing that the person in charge of this Gemach should come up and announce about this Malava Malka, surely it will be made with all of its glory and beauty, and Beroiva Mother Smelech with many people coming, and everyone should give according to their generous uh, ability of their heart for this Gemach, and most importantly, to make all decisions about this, should immediately bring the reward, which is the Gula, take it from the Ad Mamish, and they will be able to have this Malava Malka, the Sauda of David Malka Mashiach, together with the Nasi of our Deir, Mashiach Tzidkeinu, and our head in our holy land in Yerushalayim, Irak Kodesh, and at the third base of English. And the Rebbe continues now with he with the Gemara above the Basra. How we need to act towards each other. We said before that the Gemara starts off with Ashut and Sharatu about partners that were wanted. Meaning to say that the attitudes and the conduct between man and his fellow is a way that each person wants only the benefit of his partner. And surely we could take a Kalvachimer from the way that even the Goyim are announcing about peace and unity amongst them. And the Gemara over there, the Mishnah says further that when these partners wanted to go ahead and build a wall, so the Gemara discusses one of the options of building a wall, which is called Gozis, stones that are Gozis, which means smooth stones 
that were um, smooth, planed, um, and cut in a smooth way. But the Rebbe says that in Gesei over here, there's once again a hint to the whole idea of the Beis Hamikdash, as the Gemara itself discusses on these words of Gozis inscribing what the words Gozis mean. The Gemara brings a pasuk regarding the Beis Hamikdash called Eila Avonim Yikorus Kimidois Gozis, referring to the stones of the Beis Hamikdash, and they were precious stones, and how smooth they were, and so on and so forth. And then the Gemara over there continues discussing. How the second base of English was greater than the first one, both in its structure and how long it stood for. And the Pasuk will be greater than the first, but this Pasuk is also referring to the third base of English, which will be greater than the previous two, as the Zoyer explains. And a continuation to the Eiroit from Parshas Mishpotin, we also have the Eiroit from the beginning of Parshas Thumel, which we read in Mincha. First of all, regarding the base of inside of each and every year, as we know that it doesn't say in it, the Abishta will dwell in it, but rather in them, inside each and every year, inside his heart, inside his house, inside his room, there becomes a house of Torah, Tefillah, and Gemilas Tasadin, including also participating in building and broadening, expanding shoals of Bati Medrish. In a way of a yikli trumas, zov, silver, gold, gold and silver and copper, and all the 13 or 15 things that are mentioned in the Pasuk, which by doing all of this, we hasten the building of the third base on Migdash, Kipshutay Mabish. Says the Rebbe in Siyafudal, we get a specific Nasinas Koyach in all of this in these very days. And the Rebbe explains, in addition to the special qualities of the month of Shvat, the 11 smiles, we are also coming right now from starting with Chavhei. It ever goes back to Chavhei Shvat. Chavhei, the 25th of Shvat. Chavhei is the word Koi. As the Pasuk Koi Sivborach, who has Menei Yisroel, of course, referring to Birchas Koyani. And the Koi had to meet a bench, the Yidin, Levorach, Asam Yisroel, be Ahaho, and needs to be done with love. And so, to the Birchas Koyanim, that each and every Yid says every single day in the beginning of the day, because every Yid really is Atam Tili, Mablechas Koyanim. We are all Koyanim. So we say after Birchas Atoyro, we say Birchas Koyanim, and it needs to be dealt with the feeling of Ahavas Yisroel. And it's emphasized also with the fact that right afterwards, and even before davening, every Yid says, Arene Makabul Alai Mitzvah Sasei, Shal Viahaftul Reach HaKamoyach, as the Altenebbe writes in his city, which is applicable to everyone. That Birchus Kainim also includes all of the Brachis in the most perfect way, as Chassidus explains in other places. There's a concept called Bracha, a blessing, and there's Tfilo, which is a Davidi. Birchus Kainim includes both advantages. And specifically, the most important Bracha, the Bracha of the Gula, Take it from Chavay, we said already before we go into Chavon, which was Erev Shabbos. Chavon, we said, is the Gematria of Shema Avaya. And this itself is also connected to the Birchas Koyerim that we spoke about, because the Koyerim of the base of Migdus to use Hashem's name, Yutke Vavke, not so with the time of Golos. And as a preparation to that, what are Yidin doing? As a preparation to that is also the Avoid of Shivisi Havbayil and Ekdi Summit, constantly placing Hashem before us, even at the time of Golos. And through that, we hasten and bring about the Gilead of Havbayil in the whole world. After and through it being revealed in the base of Mingdash through the Koyanim, when Hashem Avayu will be revealed and Hashem will be called, and he is written with the name of Yudke Vavke. Says the letter, from Chavov we go into Chavzayin in the month. 
of Zion is hinted in the Pasuk, referring to the pure olive oil, Shemen Zayis Zoh, pure, which is Chav Zayil, Alice in their Talmud, to be a constant light, which is going to be again at the pure gold, golden menorah, where the menorah is lit with a pure olive oil, which again is a hint to the Ardus of Yidin, the seven branches of the menorah, refer to seven kinds of Yidin, all being united in the one menorah, which had to be made, Mikshachas as one piece. From Abzayim, the Rebbe says, we go into Chavches on Sunday, which is Koyach, means we get an extra Koyach in all of these matters. Then we follow into Erev Rosh Chodesh, a preparation to Rosh Chodesh, which the whole idea of the moon being renewed on Rosh Chodesh after being concealed on Erev Rosh Chodesh is again connected to the Gula, because the moon being renewed indicates how the Yidin are renewed, like the moon, they're going to be renewed by Gula Amitiz Vashleim, especially where Rosh Chodesh is going to be falling out on Tuesday, which Hulchfal Boiki Toiv has double toiv, starting with the most important toiv of the Gula, a double toiv. The whole idea of double generally is connected to Gula as explained elsewhere, and specifically says that we was speaking about Rosh Chodesh Ador, which the Gemara says as an extra healthy mazal, if the mazal is transformed into happiness, the Simcha of Gula Spurim, and from one gula we go right into the other gula, pouring into Pesach. As we say that, the gula that's going to come through Mashiach is going to be similar to the gula of Mitzrayim. Now the Gemara uses the expression, coming from one gula to the other gula, meaning coming from Ador into Nisan. But the Rebbe says also, it could also be the other way around. The order of Mismar, gula, gula could also mean first having the gula, Followed by the Says the that even though the idea of one gulo coming right into the other gulo, meaning Adar coming into Nisan, simply refers to Adar Shani coming into Nisan, whereas Adar Rishon, which in this particular case it was Shabbos Mevorchim Adar, it was Mevorchim Adar Rishon, says the Rebbe, really we could say, that the idea of the Gula is really connected to Adorishin as well. Why is that? So there we said we have a Mishnah that tells us that there's no difference between Adorishin and Adorshani besides for Kriyas and Megillah, that we read the Megillah and Adorshani and we give Matonis Levyonim. That implies that in all other things, and in our case, the Gula, in all other things, the two Adors are identical. So therefore, also the Inyanim of the Gula are connected to the first Ander. The Rebbe says, furthermore, since it's called Ador Rishon, Rishon could also mean not only that it technically comes first, but that it's also Rishon first as far as quality is concerned, that it's more important. And the Rebbe says, this is emphasized on the seventh day of Ador, Zion Ador, the day of, of course, the birth of Moshe Rabbein, which is all connected to the fact that Hamad's Gzeira was bottled because he didn't realize and that Moshe Rabbeinu was born of Zion Adar. Now that Indian of Zion Adar is actually mainly the first Adar. And so too says the Rebbe, we find other Indian that generally when you say Adar is referring to Adarishri. So therefore Adarishan definitely also has this connection to the Gula. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, even though in Shabbos Mavorfa we announced, and according to Torah, because Minig used all his Torah, we said Rishkaitish Adarishan is going to be by Yoyimashlishi. The Rebbe said, but Mashiach is going to come immediately before Rishchidosh. We're then going to go back to Basin being Makadesh the month, 
and deciding the months based on what the ages come along and see, and so on and so forth. So we go back not to the calendar, but to Sanhedrin deciding. The Rebbe says it's possible that the Sanhedrin are going to come together before Rish Kredesh Adar and decide that it's only going to be one Adar, and therefore this Adar, the one Adar, goes straight into Nisan, and the Rebbe says we can elaborate about all of this, but this is not the time and place for it. Conclude the Rebbe and see if you will be here often. And this is most important, that the Gulo Amitiz Vashleimut and the Mashiach Tzikeda should come immediately and take a Fliyad Malish. And surely that we don't have to wait till Chodesh Nisan, and not even wait for the Chodesh Adar, which is closer to Nisan. We need the second Adar. And not even for Chodesh Adar, which is closer to Shvat, referring to the first Adar. Because the Mashiach Tzikeda will come immediately on Shabbos Levorch and Chodesh Adar Ishain, at the very end of Chodesh Shvat, on Zach Shvat, the 27th of Shvat, especially Shabbos after Chatzois, in the time of Mincha, the time of the third meal, which is specifically connected to the Gula, actually, it's to the third Gula, and to the third base on Mikdash. And the Rebbe concludes, Cain, Tielonu, so it should be with us. The Poil Mamash practically and immediately. Take it from Yad Mamash immediately. And the Rebbe says over here, with all of the Pirushu, with all of the interpretations of the word Niyad, and the Rebbe himself explains, including the Rosh Hashanah, which spans all of the generations, the men standing for Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, the youth standing for Yisrael, the Baal Shanitiv, and the Dalit standing for David, David Malka Vishichon. And here in number 148, the Rebbe says something amazing. The Rebbe says that in the Rosh Hashanah, we could also translate it something more, connected specifically to our generation. And the Rebbe says in the Rosh Hashanah, is hinted the three tkufas, the three periods which are connected to Kuwait, Kedusha, Suwayi, Vilkhani, Admur, Sidereinu. And the Rebbe says the word Miyad is a Rosh and, an, and the order of the word Miyad starts off, starting closest from us, moving its way backwards, so to speak. So the Mem of Miyad, standing for Mashiach, also for Menasein, the name of Mashiach, the Yud, standing for Yosef Yitzhak, which is, of course, the name of the free Rebbe, and the Dalit standing for Doiber, the second name of the Rebbe Rasham. So, again, going back to what the Rebbe was saying inside. So we have the word Miyad. Take it from Miyad, Mamish, all the Pirushim in the word Miyad. And the Rebbe just specified Miyad clearly being connected very much to the Rebbe and to the free Rebbe and the Rebbe Rasham and so on, very closely connected to our generation and all of the Pirushim with the word Mamish, and most importantly, Miyad Mamush in the literal sense. And the Rebbe concludes with Mamush, Mamush, Mamush.